We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, what's going on, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to a midweek Wednesday bonus episode of Talk About Blow podcast, part of the Blue Order Network. I'm your host, Patrick Moran. Thank you very much for locking in, whether it's the audio side, whether it's the video side. Going to be honest with you, I, I wasn't, I was kind of wavering a little bit if I was going to have a Wednesday episode. And then big media news hit. And this podcast, I mean, generally speaking, talk bills and, and, and sabers, but I have a lot of media guests on this show from time to time. And, uh, I don't know, man, disturbing, significant news involving a member of the former member now of the Buffalo sports uh, media. And I'm joined today by a, a friend, a recurring guest, although he hasn't been on in a while and he's not happy about that at That's all. Not reoccur- I'm not reoccurring. I'm, I'm, I'm the emergency quarterback when Pat needs someone to come in here and lay down some media hot takes. He True. calls me. And that's what I'm here at. So true. Here's your role. And by the way, I'm talking well, about. Oh, I don't see. I don't like with this role thing. I see. Pat tries to be a producer, and I'm a producer <laughs> in real life. So he tries to typecast me, like you know, dude, you're not really like the football X's and O guys. You're more of a hot take guy. I'm like, bro, I'm a I'm a producer by day. I know what my gimmick is, and it's not that. I'm I'm jack of all trades. I'm emotional. I could be angry. I could give you X's and O's. I can do all this. Anyway, go ahead. To an extent, but no. Generally is, speaking, I, if I knew how to do video gifts and I could do X's and O's, okay. Anyways, <laughs> go ahead. I have Joe on from time to time, and when I have all of his guests are dead and like on camping in, trips. In yeah. some regards, you are my emergency <laughs> quarterback. Somebody, you know, doesn't do the show. I really want to do a show, and I can't get a guest for for certain things. I call Joe. However, a show for like today, like the topic that we're going to spend the majority of the time talking about today that's not true you are my my first call because whether you like it or whether you don't like it what you're known for primarily on social media again whether you like it or whether you don't it's just facts is media stuff man you 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 have a uh you have hot takes you have no 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 you know i hate that term hot takes that can be so cliche you have strong opinions about things with the media and one of the things i've always given you credit about is that you're not afraid, you know, you could have respect for some of these people and uh, I don't want to say be friends, but be friendly with them. But at the same token, you're not afraid to sound off on a media person or a media outlet if you feel 
is warranted, where there are people out there, and maybe, you know, even myself to some extent, and we'll talk about that as well in a few, but who don't really want to ruffle feathers among outlets, you're not like that. So that's why I do give you credit for that. Like you're, you're, you're my go-to guy if we're going to talk something media. Here's, here's I know how, you're not I'll afraid tell you to, exactly to, how it is because you're a wrestling fan. I'm the heat magnet in all this. That's what Pat <laughs> wants. He wants the heat magnet. I'm like Bobby Heenan and, and Pat's like Hercules. Like I got to come in, lift all the heavy takes about the media and make and, and make it abundantly clear like how I feel about a lot of these guys. <laughs> and the thing is like, yes, you're trying to think of like you're new for media stuff. Like, yeah, sure, fine. I mean, I, I try to really be uh, like put a lot of layers into my – I don't go out there and go, hey, this guy sucks because I think he's the worst. Like just a, a diatribe about it. I try to put like some substance into my critique of a lot of media things. And some people like it. Some people don't. I get DMs from the people I critique, and they try to tell me what their side of the story is. Other people have blocked me and muted me, which is fine. But, yes, anyways, thanks for that. That little like what I'm good. No, I, that, I was just being honest. Oh, with you. smoke up my ass! Like you think I'm going to be? No, nice I'm being out. honest with you, and this yeah. is going to be a, an honest uh, episode here today. So we're not it's, going. It's, it's not going to be an honest episode. Well, right. what, the no last bullshit. episode was dishonest. All right, everyone. Yeah, no bullshit. No bullshitting today. Honest episode. <laughs> so Eric I, Quinn's episodes are bullshit, but like these ones <laughs> are good. Anyway, go ahead. Yes. So I guess we're not going to be spending a lot of time on this podcast today talking about the Sabers uh, scoring six goals in the third period here on Tuesday night against LA Kings, and we're not going to be talking much about Cole Beasley. Returning to the Buffalo Bills. I know the yeah, Sabres and Cole Beasley are two of your favorite topics, aren't they? I like the Sabres. Hey, you know, that's another thing, too. Pat, I told Pat I could talk Sabres, and he's like, no, I don't want you out here for talking Sabres. They've been, they, they got a young team. <laughs> Tage Thompson's a stud. He looks like Eric Lindros out there. He's big and he's tall and he's freaking great. Darren, anyway. Darren Drager, NHL insider, Darren Drager, yes. I don't want to say he compared him to, but he said he reminds him of Mario Lemieux. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, all right, a big, tall right-hander who's big in size with an exceptional skill set. He's not Mario Lemieux, but he's like that type of player. I thought that was a pretty good uh, Yeah, he's incredible. I can't can't think of a guy in in Sabres history. I thought maybe Briere, maybe, of a guy who was like absolute, like, horse crap. Like, we hadn't – he's done. He's never going to be anything. And then, like, boom, he becomes the man. Like, Briere, before he got to the Sabres, he was Wave, and he wasn't really good with the Coyotes. Then he comes here, and he becomes co-captain, you know, awesome fan favorite, great guy, whatever. But Tage, what Tage has done has been amazing. Anyway, we could say that for another podcast. Okay, let's let's, let's get to Jerry Sullivan. Let's you set, you set the table there, buddy, and I'll knock it down. Well, I mean, let's start here. Something that's not really debatable, <laughs> I don't think. Anyway... Jerry Sullivan has probably had the uh, the 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 worst twenty four hour span maybe in the history of the Buffalo sports media, and quite honestly, it was self inflicted. and And I want to say this too before I turn this over to you. I I did talk about this a little bit on the podcast. Uh, I did a solo show yesterday, and I I don't want to say this because to me it it bears repeating right now. I want to say that prior to the comments, and I know we're going to get to them in just a minute here, that he said on Trainwreck Sports on on Monday night, prior to that, because I take my show prior to knowing about that, I'm going to kind of repeat what I said. As a person, I have always, my personal interactions and experiences with Jerry Sullivan, 
I like him. I've had him on the podcast in the past three times. Um, I, I feel like he's been, at least in his own mind, kind of honest with me with questions that I've asked him. Now, primarily, of course, none of this stuff came up that, you know, came up over the last 24 hours. But, you know, primarily we talked about him leaving the Buffalo News and about columnists and the role that he had for many, many years kind of dissipating in this market and all over. And quite frankly, I enjoy talking to him. And I'm also going to say this, and I tweeted about this a little bit, and this will be something we also hit on in a little while as well. I've had many, many, many people who cover the Bills on this podcast over the last five years. And during interviews with them, and I would even go as far to say I probably have talked to more of them than anyone else, at least in long-form interview on a show like this. And I remember time and time again that many people would go out of their way to talk about how much they liked Jerry Sullivan as a person. Now, what happened this weekend and what happened last year, we'll get into that. And and it has changed my perspective. It's kind of like, Joe, you know, maybe say you grew up with somebody who, you know, you, you knew somebody and you liked them as a person because they were ne- never nothing but nice to you. But then you learn a lot of shit about them that you didn't know. And it kind of changes your perspective. That's where I'm at right now when it comes to Jerry Sullivan. So I just, again, I wanted to preface that by saying that I, I know him, I know him reasonably well, not as well as his colleagues and, and his peers, but I, I've, I've talked to him several times and I've never had any bad experiences with Jerry Sullivan All, other than previous to this, him recommending to me quite literally the single worst place for wings that I've ever had in Western New York, Glen Park Tavern. That was horrible. But anyway, man, Sully, like I said, probably the worst 24-hour span in maybe the history of Buffalo sports media, ranging from Saturday night, the embarrassment, or I mean Sunday afternoon, I'm sorry, the embarrassment post-game Bill's press conference to his appearance on Trainwreck Sports. And as many people know now, Jerry Sullivan is completely, uh, well, he's unemployed because he got fired by the Gazette. He got fired by Channel 4. I don't know. I, let's start with, before we get to Monday and Trainwreck Sports, which has really set everything off, let's kind of go back to Sunday afternoon. The press conference. The sure. Bills beat the Jets 20 to 12. A hard fought game against a, at least a, not maybe a great team, but certainly a very good defense. And during the press conference, as many people know now, like I said, he uh he became part of the story. He didn't ask a question, he made a statement. And he said it doesn't look like an offense that's good enough to win a Super Bowl right now. That wasn't even a question to Josh Allen. It was a statement. Let's start there. What did you think of that? Because that's where the heat came so, from to begin with. I have probably a little bit of a different opinion than you do on that. I actually didn't. At first, when I saw that, I thought, I'm like, okay, that's a little bit. That's, it feels like a little bit of what happened last year with the Jordan Poyer, Micah High. Like, are you embarrassed thing? Like, you know, it felt a little bit like that. Maybe a little bit worse because it wasn't really a question. And I saw that. I was like, that's kind of dicked up for what he did. Now. I give him a little bit of rope, and I don't know if you know this, but he asked them the question prior to that. So he's the one that asked Josh Allen, like, hey, do you think this is a Super Bowl caliber offense? And Josh Allen answered it and said, yeah, I, you know, I think it, he basically paraphrased it. It was the long answer he gave of, oh, yeah, I think it's good, like blah, blah, blah. And then Sully said in the same conversation, well, I don't think it, you know, it doesn't look like a a Super Bowl offense. And 
that I don't know why it, it it took a little heat off of it for me because he had already asked the question and he was already in a discussion with him. So it wasn't it didn't feel as horrible as when I initially saw like why the hell did what kind of thing because it just it just felt like when it got tweeted out and I don't know if you knew he asked the question to that yeah to that like I, I think a lot of people did it because when Kim Martin tweeted it it was just. It was. It, it seemed like a nice. Like here's a stupid. Here's a quote from Josh Allen saying like the offense is fine, and then all of a sudden Sully comes in with that that, that little thing. So it looked like he just spoke out of turn and was like, "That's a, like you know he was he was like objecting ob- objecting to it like out of a, like a court scene in a way." So I didn't think it was it was that bad as a lot of people made it out to be. And to be honest with you, and I think I've had this. I'm not a Sully fan. I will get into a lot of like I'm gonna go down the history of him and like where. I think a lot of this root cause of like what he said about women like stems from in terms of how he is. But like right now to me, and I've had these conversations with people who are not exactly on the bills beep or know about the bills beat who are like, there needs to be more teeth on the bills beat. There's not, I don't care what anyone says. I have said this on, on this podcast. I have said it on Twitter. It's just a little bit too hunky dory and people are like looking for ways to get that, that, that meme going or like some video highlight of like Josh Allen handshakes and who's going to have the clever gift. It's just, it's very, it's not great. And I know like you think it's fine and you and I have had these discussions before. So like part of me is like, you know, yeah, he was, he was a dick when it came to the statement probably, even though I think I gave it a little bit of less because it was off of a discussion he was having, but like they don't have enough of that on that. They just don't. And I'm sorry they don't. People could disagree. I know media people will hear this and they'll think, oh, no, you're just a curmudgeon. Fine, whatever. But, like, they're just not. And I'm sorry. And like, I think it stems a lot of that where there's, a, there's, a, there's like, a weird fear of backlash from the Bills, I feel. I feel it's a, a, a backlash from fans on Bills Twitter. I think there's also bosses who don't really want their – who don't care if they get to the bottom of the story or, or rub – or like are rattling cages. They just want content that could be anything from we're gonna do a story on this this fan who like is going to his one hundredth game or like this guy did this. I, I don't know. It's just a lot of fluff instead of people really like asking hard questions and like, you know, and, and I'm going off on a tangent a little bit here and I'm gonna try to go with you a little bit, but like I, last week, like, you know, Odell Beckham comes to town. Nothing. Nothing from the Bills beat about how the how the meeting went. Nothing. And like I know what people are gonna say, well, the national news gets all the fucking shit. Fine, whatever. But you know what? Odell Beckham goes to Dallas. A beat guy in Dallas has it talks hat tweets out about what like the, the whole injury situation was and basically was like they don't they're kind of concerned about his injuries. All that shit. And what are the, what's going on with the Bills beat? None. Nothing. Let, let, they're, just, they're basically waiting for the Von cast to happen. And then like so like that's where I get a little bit like, yeah, I think Sully's an asshole. I think he's that was kind of thing, but like they need a little bit more of that. And maybe that has to do something with differently with the with the breaking news and getting the feel of the team. Or just, I'm not asking you for the break news. I'm asking you to get like the, the conscious of like, let me know like how they viewed Odell Beckham. Did they like him? Did they hate him? Like you can't. And I'm not saying I know how to do their job. I I don't. I've not been in their position, but I've seen other beats where they can get stuff out of there. And I feel a lot of times they're kind of just, they don't want to piss off the wrong people. And that's what I, I, th- I feel about. So feel free to digest that. I know it's a lot to take in. 
Well, let, let me start here. And I, again, I want to say this, and I might say it more than once. Now. I want to be careful between having an honest conversation with you. And I want to also, you know, when it comes to media people that I do like and I do respect, you know, like I said, I feel like as long as I'm honest about it and not saying anything in a, you know, an intentionally negative and disrespectful manner that people will be able to accept that. It's just like when you're a reporter and you say, well, you know, I hate if I'm a Bills, I'm not, if I'm a Bills beat reporter and AJ Epinesa is playing like shit. Now he's not, I'm just using him as an example. As long as I am doing it in a way that's not ignorant, you know what I mean? And over the top negative, that player is going to respect me. I hope that if I say anything about anyone in the media, that as long as I do it in a respectful manner, that they'll at least respect my take on it. When it comes to OBJ and him being in Buffalo, this is where I, I don't agree with you at all about stuff not getting out because things were tight-lipped. I mean, he had dinner at Josh Allen's house with Vaughn Miller. That's pretty much all we know. But you said Dallas, and I'll tell you what, when he got to Dallas, first of all, their owners spoke to the media. Terry Bagula ain't speaking to the media about anything, and especially Adele Beckham Jr. Jerry Jones did speak. Then there was him going to uh, – which again, there's just probably there's more to do in Dallas. OBJ went to a, an NBA to Dallas um, Mavericks basketball game with Micah Parsons, and I can't remember a couple other players on the team. So he was out in public when Odell Beckham Jr. came to Buffalo. That shit was very low key, and that's what details have emerged. It was very low key. He met with the organization, had some meetings, talked to some trainers, had dinner at Josh Allen's house with with Von Miller and. I, I can't remember what other players might have been there. But my point is, is it was kept more low-key. To be fair, he went to the Giants first. I didn't hear shit about him, his visit, any details about it with the Giants. The Dallas is a different story because Jerry Jones is running his mouth about Odell Beckham Jr. And he's seen on TV with other players going to an NBA game, sitting in the front row. Okay. I'm going to say that about him specifically. That's fair. And that's you're right. And like, yes, Jerry Jones is a media whore. He will go out there. Terry Begula. It, I don't even think he has a, a phone. So yes, uh, <laughs> I I agree with that. Like, I, I'll give you that. I just I just and then maybe that wasn't the greatest example of to like make my point. But I I still do feel you feel the media. And it's, this it's, is a fair it's, point. It's, it's you soft. feel they're a little, little soft. Bit, they're a little bit soft. And they're I think when it comes to covering the bills, a little yeah, a little I, too it, favorable, a little too fluffy. That's a that's your take. A little too fluffy, a little bit too pandering to the fans. Way too much of the pandering to the fans. Like there might that, be a, some element and, of truth in that. And and that's how I feel. And and like yes, you're right. I'll I will take I will see part of that. Like it is the it is at Dallas, and like it's a big. But there were reporters who did have sources telling them prior to Jerry Jones talking about it, like oh. He felt like he it, the physical doesn't look great. He might not like be ready. Like, and there was nothing really. And and it happens a lot. And it's and it's happened before. So whatever. But I digress. That's you like, think I, you I think, think that the, the that the Buffalo media like when stories come, it's always the, the national outsiders that break the scoops. It's never and it's and, and again, the local media. Let me pair. Let me say this. I'm fine. I understand you're not going to break every story. I get that. But to all you have to. I don't think it's that much to ask for. Hey, can you like sources say the Bills like they like the Odell Beckham visit or they're concerned about injuries or something like that? I don't know. They didn't like his attitude. I have no idea. And look, I know that like, you can't talk, you can't call Boyko and he's not going to give it to you or you know. And, and McDermott's probably not. But this is where I don't know. You get you you. 
This is where you get connected with the players. Like Josh Allen met Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know. You you talk to like agents. You talk to like you know coaches, like other people. It's a big fucking building, bro. It's like you're there every day now. I remember last year I made this the same commentary after the whole 13 seconds thing, and like someone in the media DM me and they said, "Well, we're we're on Zooms. We're not there anymore to get like firsthand accounts from players." Well, now you are there every day basically, and you're not and, and like for that you couldn't like, you couldn't really get much. And again, I know everyone like they're and if they're listening, like, hey, look, I get it. It's not easy, and I'm just some schmuck that doesn't have. It's, hard, like, it's harder. Like, it, 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 I I find it hard to believe that you cannot get just any sort of like, like just a, a temperature of like, how do they feel about about him? I, I don't know. There's not a lot, and they they'll say like, well, the, the Bills are just totally tight lipped. But let's be it, let's be honest about something, and and I'm not offended. Because some most of the time you say it, you're joking. I know you. We we know each other well. Joe and I talk almost on a daily basis on Facebook, almost every day. All right, so we're friends. But I could say that you call me pandering Pat. Pandering Joe, Pat. Joe yeah. thinks that I pander to the media. I don't agree with you. I pandering think I happen Pat. to like them, but you have points at times. Okay, sure. If that's what you want to think, that's fine. I will say this in defense of them and probably other markets too. It's harder now than it's ever been to get scoops locally for two reasons. Number one, the agents skip them and they go right to the national people. That's why Ian Rappaport and Schefter and Josina Anderson and a couple other people, they're always reporting things within five seconds of each other because they're getting a text about four or five of them Sure, a lot of times. The other thing is this. Players themselves are the ones now more than ever that are, I don't want to necessarily say breaking news, but they're providing insight that the reporters on any level don't get. Like you take, and again, let's just circle back quickly here to Odell Beckham Jr. I don't want to get too far off track, but this is kind of relevant with our discussion today. Vaughn Miller has a podcast, and he's telling you details about what's going on. Josh Allen is on a podcast with, um, who is it, Kyle Brandt every Tuesday on, on the NFL Network, that guy, every Tuesday. And, Vaughn, and Josh Allen talked about Ronnie Vaughn Miller in the visit. So these guys are, you know, it's coming right from the horse's mouth now, and they're doing it on their own shows more than ever because everybody in the world has a podcast now. How many Bill, I mean, Reed Ferguson has a podcast. You know what I'm saying? And players around the league have podcasts all over the place. So they're they're speaking from, you're hearing it from their mouth now more than ever. Now, but hold on, because you do have something when you, if you think, if your stance is that the media is too soft, Jerry Sullivan is the polar opposite. And that's do you, where, do, and that's, do you and think that's Jerry's where, too critical? Let me ask you a question. Is Jerry critical or is Jerry almost like trolling negativity for clicks and reads? Because I, I think that's a fair question. It's okay to be critical, but is he going over the top for, uh, for I guess at this point for attention? I think, I think at this point, yes, he's, he's a very, he is very abrasive with his, questioning but it also is like there's not a lot of people who are abrasive on that beat to ask those guys anything i I just that that's where i get a little bit like it's a double-edged sword to me like on one hand i think well i think sully isn't very good like he's just sully should have left this market like 10 15 years ago i think he was like the coach who stayed too long and his message weighed very thin on a lot of readers and you know and and that that was always his issue a little bit like he just it, it was he needed to leave years ago because I think people were just over it but yeah he's 
he's abrasive and, and, and a little bit of that, like in terms of that. But like, because there's like a lot of fluff and a lot of just like easy questions kind of asked. And, you know, I mean, there's people who have like talked about like when Brandon Bean does a press conference, like there's reporters who go on Twitter and like commend him and go, thank you for spending. Like, I like to thank the PR people for letting Brandon Bean talk for a half hour. I'm like, like, I don't know. It just seems like it's a little bit too much pandering and it's a little bit. I, it rubs me a little bit the wrong let way. Let me be really. pattering Pat. I'll be pattering Pat here. Pattering let me, let me Pat say this here. too, okay? You got to understand that the media right now is covering a team that is 10 and 3. They're in first place in the AFC conference. The three games that they've lost this year were by a combined total of eight points. They've had a lot of injuries. How, how much is there really to be? The defense is one of the best in the NFL. The offense has struggled some lately, but they still, I think, after as of right now, I think they're second in yards and fourth in points in the NFL. Here's, I guess my point is this. How, how critical and, and negative does, should the media be when you're when you're 10 and 3? This team, I don't think I've ever seen a team that's 10 and 3 and in first place in their conference, in position to have a bye in the first round as of we tape this right now. That's been I don't know. It just feels like it doesn't feel like they are 10 and three. That's You're good. suggesting that the media is being too soft on them. That's a, it's that's valid. And, and I, I understand that. I, I guess more or less like there's things that like think of the Kim Pagula stuff. We no one knows anything still in terms of it, it written in public. I don't care what I if this was New York, L.A., Philly, it would have got out by now. And I think a lot of people. Don't want to don't want to get dirty. They don't want to piss off the organization by telling people. We've what we've had this argument. Is that a sports reporter's job? Though I feel like your your no, no, anger should be it, fueled more towards a well, news. That's news. That's to me. I know she's it, the president and yeah. you know, of well, the team. Well, it depends. It depends. It depends what your assignments are. Like, if yes, a news person should be more onto that. More so, I agree. But if you're a sports guy, and they tell like you're going to have sports connections allegedly. You're supposed to have sports sources. You're supposed to have sources. Within the team, within the organization, that's allegedly how you're, it's supposed to be reported because it's a sports beat. Now, but like, yes, it's more it's, it's more on the news people. No one has anything. Think of the Trevor Ariza thing. Like, no follow up after he's gone, except Tim Graham fucking like followed up and with the with the lawyers three months later. It was like as if it was like it didn't happen anymore. Like gone. Like, I just feel like they're. they're I don't know. It just it just feels a little bit there. They're like trying. They they there's things that I feel like they should like really hone in on, and I, I think are newsworthy items that they don't want to piss off the thing. I've heard stories. I've heard stories of of I I will say it on here. I heard one the I heard that Spectrum got their field pass credential pulled because the one reporter said that uh, reporter was a hospital Kim Pagula was at. I heard that from like three media people. That's bullshit. Like bullshit. And and like. Spectrum, you're listening, fucking call me out if I'm wrong on that because I heard it from three different people. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Well, whatever. That You can say you don't know anything about that. I heard that. And, like, that sort of thing is, like, what the fuck? Like, you, you, you say that sort of shit and, like, you, you, that's, and that's why I press it a little bit. So, like, I don't fault all of it on, like, the individual reporter. It's, it's, it's you know, it's from management down and then, like, the bills don't are, like, pressing that issue to me. You know, right. and that's it. But, like, yeah, you're right. Does, do I need a scathing Jay Skursky column, like because the the Bills neglected the wide receiver position all year, and we're going to Cole Beasley and John Brown because they're desperate? Yeah, no, it's fine. I get it. They're ten and three, so yeah, it shouldn't be fire and brimstone. But it's just a little bit 
I don't know. It's a little bit too chummy. But um, anyways, okay, so let's – but that's how I feel going back. I know we're like 25 minutes in already. But, like, going back into, like, what he said Sunday, I didn't think it was that bad because he asked a question. It was a part of the discussion. And then his comment was abrasive. It could have been better. I wasn't as, like, oh, my God, what an a, what an, a dick. Like, he is the worst person ever. Like, I was kind of like, yeah, it was kind of a jerk thing. And But my p- opinion was – there's probably needs to be like, he was right. Could have been a better way to ask it. And there's not enough people I think on the beat that are as like tough, whether it was a tough question or not, it wasn't, but are as like too much, too much coziness a little bit for my taste. And that's where he is not a cozy guy, obviously, at least with people he doesn't particularly like. I got, I got a lot to say about that. And I also want to kind of navigate this towards, Ultimately, what led to Jerry Sullivan getting fired on Tuesday? I'm up against a break. I got to take a real quick break, but I'm going to come back. Plenty more um, on Jerry Sullivan right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sports fans who like to wager, I'm here to tell you about OddsTrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. If you're looking for a one-stop space on these interwebs to compare odds live up to the minute, look no further than OddsTrader. Why is OddsTrader so valuable to you? Well, for starters, it's the perfect place to compare betting odds and lines from all the major sports books. Why does that matter? Well, it matters because if you're liking a team, you want to throw down some cash on them, You're getting your choice of what's getting you the best odds, the best lines. It's a chance to find the highest payouts if you're betting on the underdogs or whether you're profiting the most if you're going with the favorites. Odds Trader also allows you to compare all the different signup codes and promos from the sports books so that you can get the best deal out there for you. If that's not enough, Odds Trader, the app, also gives you player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather, which by the way, that could be a huge thing to know in certain situations. Odds Trader also has a betting tracker so they can keep records of all your games that you have wagers on and all your betting activity. Simply put, Odds Trader gives you quite literally everything you need to make the most informed bets humanly possible. If you're in this betting on sports games, any sport by the way, make sure you go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's oddstrader.com dot com slash blue wire odds trader the number one site for all your game day bets 
All right, I'm back with Joe. So right before the break, you were talking about what um, Sully, his, his, his I, I don't want to call it a question because it wasn't a question. His line of, of, of thinking when it came to the Bills, when it comes to the statement, this offense is not good enough to win a Super Bowl right now. I'll tell you what, if the Bills offense, and I don't want this to become a Bills conversation right now anyway, so I'm going to be careful and then move all this quickly. But if the Bills offense isn't good enough to win a Super Bowl, then there's 30 teams in the NFL who don't have an offense good enough to win the Super Bowl. Apparently, the Chiefs and the Eagles should just play right now because those are probably the only two offenses in the NFL that are good enough to win a Super Bowl. But anyway, here is kind of this is what annoyed me as a fan, and I'm talking about now as a fan. So you get up Monday after a division win. You beat a – I'm telling you, the Jets are a pretty good football team. They're, team. they're not they're elite, but they're a good yeah. football team. It's a big win. The Miami Dolphins lose on Sunday night, so now the Bills have a two-game cushion in the AFC East going into Saturday's big game, and they're still the tie with Kansas City and hold the number one seed in the AFC. But you turn on the NFL Network and Good Morning America, you know, good uh, whatever their football morning show is. It's escaping my, uh, my mind right now. But anyway, they're not even talking about the game. They're talking about Jerry Sullivan and just becoming part of the story. You're not supposed to, you're supposed to write the story. You're not supposed to be the story. And this is now twice in a year where he does this. So I don't, I disagree with you. Even if it was part of a discussion, it's still at the end of the day. Maybe he asked a question the first time his follow-up was still a statement. So he gets to Monday night. Now, now we, we already know what he said at the Bills presser. And there's people, you know, that are annoyed, that are bitching about it. People are fans are calling for his head on Twitter. Some of it, understandably so, because again, I didn't like it either. And again, you know, Joe, this is hard for me because again, until Monday night, I thought this was a pretty cool dude, man. And I, my well, here, here's the issue real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt you. You, yes, you have to, I get it. He's a very nice guy. Every well, he, he would go. He would go and have coffee with as, you know aspiring journalists, all that shit, and tell them how to, to get a job. It's very nice, but you 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 have to differentiate the guy, the job guy, and the guy who's like the nice guy. The I job am. guy is not very good at it, to be honest with you. And he and he and he he needs to work on the those skills. And that's where it like that's where he fell. I you know that's where he's. And everyone say he everyone who's been saying for a decade, people have, have hated Jerry Sullivan for 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 10, 12 years. I've been you and I have been on the media, the blogging circuit since like 2010, basically. And and I, we I've talked about Jerry Sullivan on old blog posts and podcasts, and every about every one of his media friends always talks about how nice of a guy he is and how great he is. But like my issue has always been like his work. And like what he's done, and I think what you saw with the whole, with what he said on the Trainwreck podcast was what I have an issue with with Jerry is that when he feels he's pressed against the wall, where he doesn't like a subject or a person or whatever, uh, a sex for what they did to him at that moment, he he reverts from being this very pro you know progressive person on Twitter, and he has he's a progressive person. He's talked about women like they should get more benefit of the dial, everything. Like he's done that. I've seen him on Twitter with all of his political tweets. But when he gets fucked with in his eyes of, of like, you're not doing good, he, he resorts to where he forgets about that. 
he got pissed off because let's be fair, the last 24 hours his feed was probably burning at the burning at the stakes, and he probably saw a bunch of women on there yelling at him, and then that's what made him ultimately say that bullshit. And right. I keep, the work bled into it, which has been his problem for a lot of years. You know where he, you know, go ahead. But well, I was going to say professionally, I enjoyed Jerry's work for a number of years. In recent years, quite frankly, not as much because, again, I think he's went from being a critical, he calls himself a critical journalist, someone who's not afraid to be critical, which there was a time where he agrees with that. And I'll tell you what, man, there's a lot of former Bills players, Daryl Talley, I know, and Cornelius Bennett and a couple others who have praised him a ton during uh, their careers and said that, you know, Jerry Sullivan's columns calling these guys out for not playing well, whatever, kind of gave them a kick in the ass. But anyway... That's just all the past, man. Now I'm talking about present. When I said, I don't like this, uh, this isn't a comfortable episode for me, because generally speaking, my mindset has always been this, man. I don't care how you act towards other people. Generally speaking, my mindset is, if you're good to me, you're cool with me, man. That's how I've lived my life most of this time. I'm upset a little bit or just confused and annoyed because... Again, sometimes you think you know somebody, but you really don't. You find out stuff about them afterwards. Now, going into this podcast Monday night with Trainwreck Sports. And by the way, this clip that um, surfaced and went viral, I just looked it up as you were talking, 625,000 views. That is, uh, that's insane. But here's the thing. The show aired live at Monday at 7 o'clock on Trainwreck. There are only like 20, 25 people who are watching it live. And I was one of them for a while. I'm going to be honest with you. I was intrigued. I tuned in originally anyway. I was intrigued because I wanted to hear what Jerry Sullivan had to say. I wanted to see, was he going to defend what he, what he did at the press conference with Josh Allen? Was he going to walk it back? I was kind of intrigued and interested. So there's things to be critical about train wreck sports, but I will say this. One thing I'm not going to criticize him for is having Jerry Sullivan on their show because I'm going to be quite honest with you. If I didn't think of it or even ask him, but yeah, you would have had him. I would have had him on the show. And, and now my line of questioning would have been a lot different. And I think the tone of the conversation would have been a lot different, but I don't blame train wreck sports. Cause they're getting a lot of shit for a lot of things. And some of it's deserved, but one thing that's not deserved is them getting Jerry Sullivan on the show. Okay. If anything, I blame Jerry for doing the show. I don't blame Trainwreck Sports for, for getting yeah, Jerry on the show. Yeah, I don't think that many people – I don't think there's really yeah, – you know, I don't want to blame them for getting on the show. No. Uh, what, you, what you can blame them is that they had like – they didn't do anything when he was, when he was saying his shit. That's, and that's, and that's, let and me that's get what, to that. And that's what he messed up on. And I, I'll say this. Let like, me get – go ahead. I was going to say this. I get it. Like, yay. You know, you're, you're – your interview subject goes, this has happened numerous times in, in the annals of like podcasting where someone says something and like you're supposed, you're the host maybe, and maybe you're supposed to say something or stop them and they keep going and then you get shit for not doing stuff. And like in this case, yeah, they should get shit. They're not, this isn't their first podcast. They've been doing podcasts longer than you've been doing podcasts. And I like, know. they, and they, 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 they messed up on that. And let they, me get to my point. You're right. You're not wrong. Go ahead. Sorry. Here's my point. So, they get Jerry on, and I don't blame them for that. I initially listened because, again, I was intrigued to see what he was going to say about the Bills press conference. Um, I, I didn't last on the show that long, and again, I'm going to keep saying this over and over. 
I've done train wreck sports before, not in their studio, but I've done their show remotely. I've had Zach maniac on my show before. I got no problem with these. Uh, I don't want to say kids cause they're not kids they're they're young adults. I got no problem with what they try to do. Um, I'm not going to get into their show, what I think about it or, or the stuff, but I will say this, I turned it off after a, a few minutes because the audio quite frankly was so terrible in the video that you know, the production value, I, I just, it was annoying me, you know, and I couldn't, I couldn't watch and I couldn't listen. Then I went back to it. So I missed the part where he, you know, where the woman came up and basically if, if you're watching or listening to this show right now and you don't know what I'm talking about, like I, I, everybody knows what happened, but, um, degenerate Allen maniac, they were reading tweets from fans who were asking questions or, you know, making statements towards Jerry and a female, I don't know what, what her name was. I can't remember, but she criticized Jerry, which again, hundred percent in the right to do. And then Jerry said the worst fans are really, really are the women. They don't get critical journalism. They're all want to be cheerleaders. Yeah. We, we know what he said right now. Mani maniac and Al. In the moment, I think they froze a little bit. They were shocked that he said that. Didn't really know how to react because now Trainwreck is getting buried. And to some extent, I do think they deserve criticism for how it was handled at the end. Um, post, you know, the comments. But I think they were a little bit shook and surprised. And honestly, in the moment, it only takes a couple seconds to, you know, to, to not do anything. And some people will say by not doing anything or saying anything, you're just as much in the wrong. We remember not too long ago what happened in 97 Rock with that Lederman guy who said some really stupid ass shit. And people and, who were and, there. And that's and they didn't say anything. Right. And people and who were there didn't say anything. Um, Rich Gansler, I can't remember someone else. And those guys got fired too yeah. from this from the station. I don't think... I don't know. You, you, I, you're giving them a slight pass that you thought they should they they should have been. You I'm think, saying it would be hard to react in that moment. Yeah, no, it's it's easy in hindsight. It's, it's easy to be no, an armchair no, quarterback. No. It is to an extent. And I'm no, not defending pass, them. Pass, I would have stopped the interview. I that's what I'm telling you. Okay, I would have so stopped. Why the are interview. you giving them like, ro- like I'm not I giving them a pass. You are I'm not giving them a pass. pass. You are no, I'm not giving them a pass. I'm just telling you in the moment, I think I'm gonna try I'm trying to explain what I think happened to them. I think in the moment they kind of froze up. They were shocked sure. and being somebody who, you know, they usually have goofy shows and they'll be the first to tell you this. They, they try to have fun on there. Some people think they're funny and entertaining. Some people don't, but they're not serious journalists who are going to sit down and have a conversation with somebody about a significant event that happened and necessarily handle it. Well, I'm not giving them a pass. I'm telling you, I think I'd like to think if it was me on the other end, I would have said, whoa, 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 Jerry, you can't say that shit. You know what I mean? I would have said something. They didn't. They deserve a lot of criticism for that. I think, yes. Go ahead. There's a lot of, Jerry shouldn't have done that show. That's what I'm getting at. These guys, Trainwreck Sports, what they're good at is having a guy come in the basement. They have an interview. It's light. It's funny. They talk sports. They do trivia stuff. They drink beers. That's the kind of shit they do, and that's what their lane is, and that's what they're good at. That's what they enjoy doing. Having a guy on who's making national news from the night before and trying to have a serious conversation with him, wasn't their lane and they should not have done that, but that's on Sully to do the show. You I should have never I mean, done they, it. Look, I've never, I've not listened to their podcast. I know that they've had media people on there. So that's where lots of like, them. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if they, they shouldn't have like 
he shouldn't have been on the show. Like he should have thought differently. I get I, it depends. Like, look, they're in a basement. They're drinking. I don't know how many booze he had in in, in there when he was like that he was talking. I don't know. I mean, they. I mean, look, you got Maddox in a, with a championship belt on. It's a goofy interview, like you know. And that's like, what I'm saying. And, like, and it's I think it's okay for them to be that way, but this wasn't the subject or the content. Well, I didn't think the person. But here's, but here's the thing, dude. They did not know that that shit was going to get brought up. Like they just like he. I would not have. We said this before, like in this podcast. None, you and I wouldn't expect him to just say a sexish thing like that based off what this guy right. has talked about on Twitter. So I don't think they. Here's where they like. Let me let's say this. Bottom line for where they messed up. One, they should have said something during the interview. They should have yes. like said like, dude, like that's disrespectful. Like that's and, and instead they tried to cover for him where Manic was like, oh, like he did say like women. Are better than men, and it's like generally that, speaking, that doesn't just yeah, like that backtrack a little bit. That was stupid. Like second, releasing a stupid like graphic statement with like, oh, we're sorry about this. Like I don't know, they probably should have done more about that. Like, like yes. really, maybe they should have done a video and a podcast. Like, look, we fucked yes. up. We didn't know what we were doing, um, and all that sort of stuff. Also, I say this. Look, I I tweeted this out. I don't care. Like, I, I you know, they, I don't know them personally. I know like a lot of Bill's influencers like them and like there were some sticking up for them that they go and hang out with. Ooh, you talking about the train wreck guys? Yeah, they were sticking up for them. Like They're you know, good dudes, man. Okay, yeah. go ahead. And, uh, go ahead. and all that and that and that thing. But you know what? I, I have a hard time like we like you're gonna disagree with me, but like they've had that asshole stooly president that you love, David Portno, whatever the hell his name is on. That dude's about as sexist as they can get. So when you have like when I see that and then you pull this bullshit out and then you like say like oh we respect all women and you don't have any women on your staff at least I don't know of do they have women on their little podcast in the basement I don't I don't think this it's just kind of like I know I think they do I'm not, but yes at least I, some, I, I, I saw I, people say that it, it falls a little bit on deaf ears a little bit but look it's it's a little bit like I said it's probably not like the the. They deserve shit. They probably should have been better. Look, they're 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 guys in their twenties. I'll give them a, a slight pass ish, even though I I'm not a I don't really get them. I, I thought I gave them credit before, and I don't now for my own reasons. But whatever. I, I think um, I think they know they fucked up a little bit in that, but their response should have been a little bit better. And like next time, I I think they'll know like. I think I I guess yes I I agree with that and again first of all all this let this be proof for anyone out there any content creator if you got a show and it takes one person if you say the wrong thing it takes one person to screen grab to to hit hit record before you delete it especially if you're going to go live if you're going to go live you better damn sure Make sure you know what you're doing when you're live because something can go off the rails. And when it does, you got to know how to handle it. I honestly, my honest assessment is this, and I'm being honest again with, with uh, when it comes to these guys. And then I want to finish by talking more into Jerry because he's the one who really fucked up. Okay. He's the one who deserves uh, the, the backlash from, from fans and from women, especially more than anyone else. But in, in train wreck sports, the guys are getting a lot of shit today. And I do think a lot of it is deserved. But I will say this, I think in the moment, they just, they got shook. They probably haven't dealt with something like that in the moment and maybe just froze for a couple seconds. Like Al was nodding his head. He's probably like, thinking his mind, like, what the fuck is he saying right now? You know what? As Jerry's saying that, 
what I, here's what, so I, I'm, I'm like you, I'm going to give them a slight pass because I just think that that was unexpected and they just didn't know how to handle that in that particular moment. Here's what I don't like. And this is where I do think they deserve criticism. You mentioned that they put out a pretty blanket statement. Let me throw that up here. And by the way, for people watching, for people listening, you know, Joe and I are talking like everyone in the world knows all the details. Jerry Sullivan went on this show and made it uh, made it a lot worse. Let's just put it that way. Anyway, Trainwreck Sports said last night on Trainwreck 273, comments were made by a guest. They don't even name him by, you know, which makes it sound generic. They should have named him. Our team does not condone them, the comments or the sentiment in any way, shape or form. Empowering women doesn't come down to making statements like this. It comes down to standing up for them when they are done wrong. And last night they were. Our community is great because of everyone that encompasses it. All right. First of all, that doesn't sound sincere. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. Um, secondly, by the way, the mentions on that tweet are, are not good. Okay. But this is where I have a problem with them. They put out a blanket statement and then these guys, uh, other than retweeting other stuff throughout the day and night have completely disappeared. Now, I think when you fuck up, you own it, you get out in front of it to your point, make a video, speak sincerely. Don't sound, don't put out a robotic statement that nobody's going to buy into. You know what I'm saying? They should have addressed it quickly here. Back in 2011, and, and I know you know this, way before this podcast, okay? So I started a blog. Joe was talking about us being bloggers back in the day. Buffalo Sports Daily, 2009. I, I grew this thing from nothing into a, a website that was relatively popular. A lot of people read it. It took me a couple years. I built up credibility, built up my Twitter following, social media following, and stuff like that. Then in 2011... I was responsible for fucking up a Sean Merriman story when he was detained at a border suspected of having steroids on him. Now, to this day, I will tell you, and this is 11 years later, I'm going to say this. A lot of what I reported was accurate. However, there were a couple things in there that were inaccurate. Didn't do my homework enough. I was scared that someone else was going to get this story first. And I know for a fact that someone was going to report something and I rushed it. I didn't verify things. I put something out, fucked up, and got slaughtered for it. I mean, I got killed for it. I remember and that. Buffalo Sports Daily, it, from then on, was never the same again. And basically what I did is what these guys did today. They put out a, an apology that doesn't really sound the most sincere. And I know this from my own experience because I did this. And Joe, what I did is I disappeared from Twitter for like at least a week. I didn't post anything on my blog for a week other than, again, an apology. And then I just disappeared like it was going to go away. And guess what? It does not go away. You got to own it. Get out in front of it. Apologize, mean it, and get back to it and let people say and do what they're going to do. Just disappearing even for a day or two and not getting it out in front makes it seem even worse for you. I know because I've done it. Different situation, but I fucked up before. Made a mistake, paid for it. Sure. But you gotta, you can't put out a statement like that and then just disappear. You gotta own the fact that in that moment, you froze. Say that, man. You know, if it's Maniac or Al, holy shit. You know, my mind, through my mind, I was thinking, what should I say? What should I say? I can't believe he just said that. And then by that time, they moved on or whatever. But well, say I think, something that I people think get by. A little bit, 
this is my take. I think they're very savvy. I think they're going to wait and do a podcast and then they're going to address it. Because that's how, I mean, that's why they, hey, they haven't took down that episode. They haven't, they, right? That's, well, that would look worse if they did that. They can't well, no, that. They should, But no, they should take it down. Because like, that's what you do. You take it down or you put a video up like, look, we took down the episode. It was not who we are. But instead, it's still up. And there's, they're probably jerking off all over the freaking views they're getting right now because of that. So I think are that, they getting I, views from the episode, or are they just getting views from a from a forty second clip that some yeah, but, some, some but fan or sure. anti Jerry Sullivan guy put up? You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't know. I haven't I haven't looked at his. There, I think if you go there, you can see how many views their podcast has right now, and that's probably there's probably more people probably going to the social. But yes, you're right. the The forty five second clip is definitely getting more. Do you know what sucks time. about this? I mean, many things suck. But what really sucks about this, and especially from a train wreck sports, um, this is all anyone's going to talk about. Again, if you listen to that podcast, and I did listen to parts of it. Again, I'm being honest with you. The audio, it sounded like they were in a basement and there was a microphone a mile away. So I, I just, it was really bothering me. So I didn't listen to the whole thing. But lost, you know, amid uh, what Sully ultimately said about women, there's some other stuff in there. You know, you talked, and this is, let's circle back to the beginning of this show. You're talking about how you think the Buffalo Bills media is too soft. Well, guess what? I don't agree with you, but guess who does? Jerry Sullivan. Because in this interview with Trainwreck Sports, with, with Maniac and with Al, he talked about the media being too nice to the team. And I think he used the terms, uh, but yeah, he also went. I, I watched a little bit. He did talk about how they asked too many long winded questions. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And he's right. And like, I hold I, on, hold on. Okay, well, it was 30 to 60 second. I'm trying to think of the word soliloquy. Yeah, so that, that, that's what it was. And talking about these guys being too nice to this team. And, the, and to your point, you're right, these long winded things. So there was a lot of meat on the bone besides this women's stuff for people who actually listen to this podcast, which I don't think that's going to do them any favors among the media, uh, you know. He no, talked about last year on the podcast, Joe, we talked about the year before he said he admitted his emotions got the better of him with the New England game because um, Micah Hyde and Jordan Boyer got snippy with his colleague Anna Benini, and that kind of set him off. This year he says he j- he doesn't regret it, but he just wishes he would have used a form of a question. Yeah. But anyway, my point was he criticized the media for being too soft. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with that. I mean, I just said it in the beginning of this podcast. I mean, I know you don't agree with that. Fine. I, but like, I just, I have seen it over like the last three, four years. Okay. I've, that's, it's not now, it's been this way for a while now. But what, but like, I'll just say this about Sully. I think what you have here is a guy who, I, I feel a little bit bad for him in a, in a sense because when this guy got, took his buyout in 2017, I'm sure he thought he was going to walk into the athletic, walk into Bleacher Report, whatever, TSN, get a job. Everything he has done has failed. That's a, that's a sit. His radio show failed. The Maven failed. He's not. He was on the Gazette, which is a newspaper that you and I could go write a column for if you wanted to. He's at cha- he was at Channel 4 where he was doing, like, features. But, like, who the hell really reads the Channel 4 website? There's pop-ups everywhere. He's he's gone downhill. Okay. Do you know and why? I, Do you want to know why I think he has? It well, kind of ties on. in everything we're talking about. Well, go ahead. I mean, well, I was gonna say that I think in today's media world, compared to when Jerry was a columnist at the Buffalo News, there's so many more options 
back in those days, and you know, Sully started with the Buffalo News in 1989. So throughout the 90s and early 2000s and shit like that, you had two options. You either read a little local rag, which ironically Jerry's been writing for for the last couple of years. You read the Buffalo News and you didn't read shit. Nowadays, there's so many options. It matters. Being likable matters in today's media market more than it ever has. You you have to connect with I people. I think it made. I think it's more in Buffalo than it is anywhere else. Maybe I don't know. I can't speak for the market. Think about this. Like think like who are the like Stephen A. Smith? Is he a nice guy? No, he's an asshole. And people love him. He gets he gets six figures, seven six figures over Nick Wright. All of these guys like have evolved and gotten jobs. Okay, even outside who are newspaper people and got personality podcasts, radio shows. They got they got that something old Stephen A. Smith, Nick Wright. I hate Nick Wright, but you know he's got but, that but, something. So what? What Sully a TV or radio guy? All I'm saying, what Sully did all that. Like he did, dude. He did the radio for freaking. He was on WGR every Monday for years, so he had that experience. You know, he was on TV. They all failed. I just, I liked interviewing him. So I, I I'm just saying pretty like, revealing conversations he, with him. My my whole premise is this: whether whether or not we can discuss why he hasn't, he hasn't. So I I feel like he has gotten desperate, and I feel like he you know he is and bitter. A little, yeah. I mean, like he's he's. Even though he's right, I feel like he is right with the with the questioning. But yeah, he's. I would be pissed off too. Like you're not like you're not making like you're not making the same money you made at the Buffalo News. I he's not making much money at at, at IVB or that Gazette stuff. I, you know, and and here's the thing about Sully. Like, you know, with him in total, my issue has always been that even though he he has tweeted like progressive stuff about women about politics, things that I agree with. And like, not that many people, not that many media people in Buffalo will tweet about like, like, like that sort of stuff. A lot of them want to stay clear of that shit. He doesn't, he would go there about his politics. But he when- did that on the show last night with train by the way. Did he? Yeah. yeah. So like he will do that. So credit to him. But as I said, my issue with Sully has always been, he is not, he he is not objective when his subject matter doesn't play ball with him. And then he becomes a, a, like a, a, a character of like a, a guy from Mad Men or a guy who, who, who feels like he's dating 1972 bitter old man. Okay. Like I've, I've seen him for years. Like I'm going to go like through the, the gambit a little bit here. Like I remember he hated Bruce Smith and Bruce Smith used to, uh, he was on sports sports or uh, inside the NFL once. And he was talking about how he was getting these like racially horrible letters. Showed them of like people being like, "Go back to Africa." This is like in the '90s, mind you. Horrible shit. And Sully, I remember he would write in his column. He wrote in like Bruce Smith's last when they got cut. He wrote kind of a review of the Big Three, and he accused Bruce of exaggerating about those letters. And I'm like, "What the fuck is that? You're gonna you're gonna say?" Oh, and why did he do that? He did it because he didn't like Bruce Smith. He had a hard on for Bruce Smith. He hated him. They didn't like each other. And so that would bleed into him being objective. Marshawn Lynch, he fucking hated Marshawn Lynch. Hated him, despite him. I don't give a shit what anyone says. Marshawn Lynch was definitely racially like, like profiled by cops. The cops fucked with him. There are stories going out right now in the in the Buffalo Police Department about them using the n-word it's it's all over like the 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 investigative post has done articles about them using the n-word for years on the beat 
And did he sit there and go, man, you know, this is a, this is an example of a guy being, like, harassed. And that's what Marshawn Lynch used to say. No, he said he was like, fuck him. Get rid of him because he's a thug. And I don't like him because he doesn't talk to me. You know, other things like Mario Williams. He used to hate Mario Williams. Mario Williams was a guy who who had suicidal texts to his fiance when he was when he was almost ODing on, like, sleeping pills. And Sully on a radio show said, well, his grammar was really bad in those, in those texts. Like, what the hell? Like, where's a little like, you know, wouldn't you want to talk about like you're, you're, you're for this progressive mental health on Twitter? Like he's done that. But with Mario Williams, when he has suicidal texts, you're like, oh, fuck him. His grammar is pretty shitty. You know, and these are things. This is why I he would never. And this is exactly what happened last night. Well, you know, with the with the women comment, he read his Twitter, got annoyed at women talking to him and then became like a misogynist asshole because and because and, and he, he couldn't. He just. He cannot like it bleeds into his work where he all the good he said about progressive women and they should be more women in in the media all that shit, but when it, when it affects him, he 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 kind of loses composure and that's always been my issue with him because he never all these guys he wrote about if he didn't like them personally or he didn't they didn't fall in line with his questioning or was a good interview he just did not like them and he like was a shithead to them. And, I want. Like, I'm sorry. To mean that. Sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, yeah. that's what you brought up. Some really good points there. I agree. Um, I criticized Trainwreck for what I thought was a insincere kind of robotic blanket statement. Uh, the only thing since this happened that Jerry Sullivan has said publicly was a tweet. Said I'd like to apologize for comments I made on a podcast last night that were uncalled for and insulting to women. I should be better than that. Um, hasn't said anything since. Then. Let me ask you a quick question. Maybe it don't. This is just, you know, something that I want to know. Let's just say you and I were doing this podcast right now, and we were co-hosts, and we had Jerry on, and we read a, a tweet from an angry woman, and then he went on and said what he said, and of course, this leads to him getting fired, and like his career is over, and this market, his media career is over. He's going to be unhirable at this point, I, I believe. Would you feel a little bit guilty, even though it's not your fault? You know, you had him on, but I don't know. I, I guess if if I'm maniac, if I'm Al, they didn't do anything wrong by reading. I don't think they did anything wrong by reading what fans are saying. Jerry's the one who reacted the way he did. But still, would you feel a little bit of, I don't want to say guilt, but maybe, maybe a little bit of guilt that, you know, no. you're on a show. Or do you just like, you know what, he's the one who fucked up. That's on him. Because I got to feel it, that way. It depends how close they are to him. Like, I, I, I don't think he was on their thing for three years and or whatever. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Like if you're, if, like, you are. Yeah. Like, if I, I'm sure, like, if you, if I fucked up, I'm sure you would feel bad for me because we're our friends or whatever. Like, no, it's, it's just, it, as I said, it's, it's the end. I, I don't know what's going to happen to him. I, I, I would not be shocked. I joked about this to you because you didn't know what, what Mia Copa means should google that i hope you know you know what that means now yeah i only did because i googled it yeah Yeah. i i I feel like (laughs) i was like i I don't know if i'm annoyed at you or not i gotta yeah that was a funny funny tweet i tweeted like basically like i wonder if sally's gonna do kind of like a a mea culpa tour i hope i say that right but that's he's gonna do that a mea culpa tour of like going on one of the podcasts like tim graham or your podcast or and like give his side of the story because and that's the other thing too we could talk a little bit about like with sully like the media's reaction to him. I got like, a couple. Let me read a couple. Go, go ahead, because I know I, I, I actually have. A, I, I I grabbed a couple uh, off the screen. P 
people from and I'm there were national people too. I didn't screen grab these. That yeah, that Michael Silver. Or like, uh, uh, yeah, there were a couple from the local media, a couple women who uh, who very understandably went off on him. Julianne Pelosi, a very good uh, reporter at Channel Two, said, "As much as I'd like to add more commentaries to the bills reportedly bringing back Cole Beasley, I am simply a cheerleader and don't understand." Critical journalism. I mean, they were kind of having some fun with this, too. Uh, Rachel Hotmeyer from, from Spectrum. The worst fans really are women. They don't get critical journalism. They're all want to be cheerleaders. That was um, Jerry's quote that she used. And she said, I guess I can't complain when the trash takes itself out. And then uh, Jordan Norcus, a, a reporter from Channel 4, um, an anchor at Channel 4, where up until now, Jerry's been a digital producer. Um, she said there are a lot of things. On my mind right now is disappointing that misogynist comments like Jerry's are nothing new, but something women face daily. I know and work with some incredible women who work tirelessly at their craft. If I'm cheering for anyone, it's them. So again, this ain't just Pat Moran and, and Joe and, and you know Joe Bills fan and Cindy Bills fan that are that are that have been piling on Jerry. This is media people, colleagues, peers. That are like, yo, this is just fucked up, and you can't, you you can't say something like that, man. And the, the reaction has been justifiable locally and nationally. I've seen an article done in the New York Post. I've seen an article done in Sports Illustrated. Awful announcing. I mean, a lot of these national media outlets are, uh, they've they've really picked up on this. Do you feel that they not for those tweets you just showed, but I saw a couple. You didn't show some of the. The media, the, the the as we've talked about earlier, he's mm-hmm. very popular amongst his Bills media peer people. Yes, okay? and like there's been people who have been very silent. Like I know where you're not, going with this. Who yeah. have not said anything. Um, there's one who has. I, we'll, I'm going to tell. I'm gonna, don't worry. I'm going to give your boy props. Okay, I know you love him, but like you know, Matt Perino did did say like he did. I'll call put it up, up there. There you go. I, you've been. I mean, you've been dying to put this up. Go ahead. Well, no, because I mean, he is. To your point, and I'm sure you're going to elaborate on this, to this point, as we record this on Tuesday night at, what, 11.20 p.m. right now, Matt Perino is the lone male Buffalo sports uh, media person who's put up a a public statement, and he said some of the most thought-provoking interactions I've had on this beat have been with Bills fans who are women. I'm grateful for you all. My daughter looks up to my wife, who's as critical of the team as any fan, what Jerry said was wrong, indefensible, and hurtful. Women belong. That was a yeah. a statement and from. And I Matt give Green him credit him. for that because I, I I do think him and Jerry are pretty tight. Like I'm not saying they go and like they hang out on the bro course every weekend, but like you know they they're, they're I'm 95 percent sure they're friends. They're but friends. Yeah, Jerry's he, friends with 95 percent of the media. Yes. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yes, fine. Uh, Jeremy White did also say something. I don't know if you heard it. He did say something on Extendo Sports today where he kind of would he called out Jerry for what good. So like he did. A lot of other people like Paul Hamilton released a statement like where he was like like commending women reporters and sure. but he didn't he didn't name him Jerry by name or whatever, which is like okay, I like your buddies with him probably like call him out. And this is what and you mentioned the '97 Rock thing. I remember the two. Like one of my annoyances of that was that. The only two people when that whole thing happened with Marcel, no, the only two people that tweeted about it directly to him were Perino and Nate Geary. No one else said a fucking word on on Twitter. None. None of the Buffalo news people said anything, you know, about it. 
part of it, I think, was because they had a deal with Citadel and they were on their station sometime. I think part of it was Gensler was a popular guy. Gensler was very well liked too between like the Bills media bros, you know, yeah. and like you know you. you you got to say something a little bit. And, that, and that's part of it. Like when I was talking before about like all these things that Sully used to say, like Sully, like, and no one like checked him. Like none of his peers were like, dude, like, why are you saying this? It just, it was, it, it felt like he, he was to them like his old crazy uncle, like, Oh, this is Jerry for ya. Like, you know, and instead of being like, like check the dude, man, like there's been like things he said in Collins and Twitter, you know, where it's like, dude, like, like I mentioned the, the bunch of film, like he, he dissed Marcel Darius like when he when Marcel Darius's brother was shot and said, "Oh, that doesn't give him an excuse to be a knucklehead." My what? My sister died of natural causes, and I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "I like I and, and he said like I didn't become a knucklehead." And I was like, "What the hell?" Like things like that where like some of his crew need to like be like, "Dude, that's a little bit like insensitive." I know you don't like him or whatever the fuck, but like some of them didn't want to say shit, and I think part of it like if Mike Harrington said that, like, imagine this. Mike Harrington said that there would have been a media shitstorm with every media person calling him out because he is not pop. Sorry. Are Mike. you saying if Mike said what Jerry said about yes, women, there would have been Tim Graham would have had a 75 tweet thread about it. There would have been screen grabs. It would have been like, there would have been an emergency podcast because it's Mike. like, it, it's Mike who I you know. No offense, Mike, but like Mike's not, I don't think Mike's very well liked in the media. I mean, you, you can see people subtweeting him all the time, but I think well, that's a, that's I, a whole that's a whole, that's a whole different discussion. I think that has know, more but, to do with how Mike Mike interacts with some some but, fans but, but, you get, but you get my point though is that sure. if he said that I think most of the mainstream the 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 beat would would go after would him be going more. after him yes right the, I because yes. as you as you said look a lot of them are friends with Jerry they all love him they he's he's their drunk uncle that's adorable to me to them that's what it kind of that's the is. that's the hardest part though because. I up until last night felt a certain way about him. And, and now I'm like, is this, you know, did he get caught up in a moment or is this how he really feels about women? Well, let me ask you. I, yeah. I, well, let me ask I, you. I can't give him the benefit of the doubt. He hasn't earned it. So I'm well, ready. I'm, me, it sucks, but I, I don't shit on media people often, but I, I feel like mother, I have yeah, to I right now because it's really fucked up what he said, man. And it was dead ass wrong. Let me ask you this. Is there anything if you were Jerry Sullivan's manager right now, like, you, you, yeah, you talked about like how, when you had the thing with Sean Merriman, you released a statement and you got the hell off of Twitter for a week. What mm -hmm. would you do if you were Jerry Sullivan right now? Like, what would you tell him? This is what you need to do. Like, do you tell him, dude, go do Tim Graham's podcast. Talk about like how you're, you know, talk about how you fucked up, blah, blah, blah. Like I, I say, would like, look, I was, Angry, it, I don't know. Whatever he wants to say, I don't have to be his manager. I could be somebody who I could. I would. I'm no, no, I'm saying, like, myself. Hey, fine. What should he this do? What I what I think he should do right now, if I were him, and I want to preface this by saying I think the vast majority of fans, especially right now, are not going to give a fuck. He's lost women fans, and they they ain't coming back. Nor should they. Nor should they. If I were Jerry, Mike, I guess, my, or if I were to advise him, I would tell him to do sh as many shows as he could provided that there's shows where he trusts that the person who's hosting and doing the interview and is not going to turn it around and ambush him, you know, somewhere like say a Tim Graham that where he will have an opportunity to, to speak candidly, you know, in Tim's line of question is not going to be gotcha. That kind of, that kind of show, because I think but there's a lot think of people right now got a little bit like he doesn't need to be like, 
do you, don't you think you want an interview to be hard on him? Like, I don't think he deserves it. I don't think he deserves it after what he's saying. You asked me if I no, was his manager, I'm, what I would advise him to do. Okay, I got you. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, okay, you get in front of a podcast, do all that sort of stuff. But, like, I don't think you want, like, I don't know if, like, having softballs thrown at him. I'm a softball questioner when it comes to the media, generally speaking, because oh, my style, my style I, gotta, I admit it, you all, because my style of podcast, my style of podcast when I have a media person, Michael K over here, time, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. talking about their life and their career. It's light. It's supposed to be light. We're talking about their, you know, from being a child, I talk about them going to high school and college and what got them into the business and this and that, some of their favorite shit about Buffalo and fun facts and things like that. That's by design though. That's the way my interviews are. So I'm a softball thrower when it comes to media interviews, but I'm going to tell you right now, if I had Jerry Sullivan on this show tomorrow, it, that would not be the case. I would be extremely hard on him. You asked me if I was his advisor, what I would tell him to do. Sure. And I would tell him to go on podcasts where he could trust the host, that the host is not going to be too hard on him and not ambush and attack everything he says. I don't know if I'd be that guy because right now I'm annoyed with what he said. I feel like I've been made a fool because I've said this, this is not the first time Sully's been criticized. I mean, he's never taken it to this level, but I've always, you go and check my Twitter timeline. I guarantee if you type in the name Jerry Sullivan over the last three, four years, yeah, I've defended this guy many, many times. Yeah, but sometimes things are not defendable, and that's that's where I'm at right now. With I wouldn't go easy on him. I'd tell you that right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I think it's, I don't know, like it feels like it's a wrap for him. Like he, he can't, like. He's done. Yeah. In this I mean, market, I he's. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what he does. He's going to go to freaking outkick coverage or something like that. Channel Four fires him. So the Niagara Gazette fired him and released a statement. Channel Four, we've read the reports, and I know it's true. I've, 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 I'm sourcing this. Okay, Jerry Sullivan is gone from Channel Four. The Buffalo News has reported that he's gone. However, as we record this, Channel Four has not put out any statement. Yeah, that's that's. Low, they that's, they just took his photo. Shit. They took his coward name shit. off. Coward shit. Like that, I agree. Look, that's coward shit. Like you is. should release a statement and go. We like the, we, the can Niagara, go, we can we can. Niagara Gazette is the fuck is the, like a small ass town paper, and they were that they get twenty people, twenty copies sold, and they they release a statement. And you're you're arguably like the best news station, most viewed maybe between them and Channel Two, and in that town, you can't do that. You're just gonna pretend like he's. He, he, I agree. And I, I bet you that annoys I bet you that annoys a lot of the on air talent. I mean yeah, I, 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 I saw... read was from Jordan Orgus. She's a she's a female anchor on the show. She she spoke out against and I'm sure she's annoyed and others are that they're just getting rid of them, like kind of slip it under the rug. I mean, yeah, what a, what, I mean what they're retweeting like a lot of them are retweeting what the channel four report has said the things we showed. Like a lot of them are retweeting it's not good enough. Stuff. Yeah, it's not good enough. I mean they that's the TV management, I can go on a, tire, a, a long rant about how bad they are in Buffalo, like the management of these TV stations. It's not. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a sad ending for a guy who, you know, I was talking to, uh, I had dinner tonight with my wife and a, a good friend of mine who's, uh, who Olive grew Garden. up here. He's yeah. from Florida. You know, he's up here. And, and then my cousin was here too. And we had a conversation and this came up at dinner because I told him we were probably going to be doing a show. And I told him about what happened with Jerry Sullivan and, and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is a very sad ending because this is a guy who, you know, we're not for the last couple of years. I mean, you could call him a curmudgeon and all this other stuff. But starting, if his career ended before the New England press conference last year, you'd be like, this is a guy who had a long storied career of journalism in Buffalo. He was at the Buffalo News from 1989 to 2018. So you're talking pretty much three decades at the news. 
And then whatever, even if stuff failed, he still did other stuff afterwards. But you would have remembered him. You know, maybe he's a little bit negative with some of his columns, whatever. Have uh, you. Yeah, very but negative. Anyway, he would have been remembered at least by some, you know, respected, maybe not loved. But I would say he was. I wouldn't say that. I would say he's one of like he's definitely one of like on the Mount Rushmore of people for Buffalo sports. Like you would say, like oh yeah, he covers the beat or he covers the Bills. Like yeah, that's what you remember him by. But I see that Mount Rushmore is like Trump being on the Mount Rushmore. Like oh yeah, he was one of those guys. Like he, but like I think remember you remember that career. But now it's like. That's all white. And I mean, you see it all the time in Hollywood where somebody really fucks up. You don't remember their career. You just remember what they've done. Now, when do you think of the name Jerry Sullivan, all you're going to think about is a dude who thinks very lowly of women who, who, uh, who got fired from his jobs, disgraced. He's left disgraced. And it's really, yeah, it's just, I don't know, deserved. Sure. Really... Sad. It still makes me sad though, to, to see this unfold. It does. It, it does. It makes me sad. I, you know, I think, uh, I don't feel sad. I, I do. I feel, uh, yeah. I, I'm trying to feel like how I feel. I just like, <laughs> you know, I, I, w- I would love to ask him, like, do you regret like taking that buyout five years ago? Cause like, as I said, since then his, his career just went downhill. Like, I'm sorry to him for that. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not saying like, like, and like everyone who, a lot of us hecklers, I've been a heckler his for 10, 10 years on my website and then them blogs and even on here were kind of calling for his his head at different times. Like they should replace this guy. They should get something someone new. And all you kept saying was like, he's a nice guy. And then like, is this how he is like behind? Like what he said was ridiculous. I mean, there is no like that statement is that that's no like it's a sad that's ending, no man. like that's that's no what he said. That's no like comic doing some shtick bullshit. That's like that was like like angry like 1975 like dude like and i was like what the fuck was this from and like as i said like uh, you know i think he has been trying to figure out his niche for a while and i think he i wonder if he he regrets taking that bio that he should have just gone and do columns on byron brown or something like that and i used to hear fans talk about him being you know the old angry guy yelling on the lawn get off my lawn and now i realize that it was true you know, no, and, well, and that's, that makes me that 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 makes me sad. And yes, look, I don't want to. When I say it's a sad ending, I just think it's sad for anybody to have a, a a successful career and then have it go to complete shit. Even if it is completely self inflicted, which it is, it still makes me sad to see anybody fuck up their career and throw away their career and what they should be remembered for and not what they're going to be remembered for. What he said about women, besides being completely uncalled for. It's just, it's also utterly inaccurate. I mean, maybe who knows 30, 40 years ago, I don't know. But now I live in a, in a, in a world today where a lot of the best sports media people are women. And I don't, I'm not throw away women, you know, a token woman in this market here and there, this particular market in Buffalo has some outstanding female reporters and I personally know of many female fans who are extremely knowledgeable of the sport. They know more than just what a touchdown is or a sack or fourth and 10. That part to me is infuriating because that it's an unnecessary punch at women. And and it's, it's not, it's not true. It's, it's completely inaccurate. It's misinformed. It's just a a grossly negligent thing to say. As I said, 
his problem has always been that he, whenever he gets, he gets very flustered and he becomes a, 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 he becomes a curmudgeon very easily when he goes into that hole. He saw like goes into that. He saw women were criticizing him on Twitter for the Josh Allen thing, and then he just completely lost all of his like sense of like what he normally would say about women empowerment on Twitter and all that shit. And he went into like emotional, crazy, cranky, like misogynist. I think his. I think that's it. He just never. He just he lost. He loses his. That dude loses. That dude loses his cool very easily. He never was able to. I I think part of his problem is he was never able to change with the times. And I think in today's world, you have to be able to change with the times. You have to uh, evolve in your thinking. I think uh, he just. He was. Yes, he should have evolved more. But I also think he was. He was thirty years, dude, in a one place giving. I, I hope. Pat, I will throw you through a window if you're still podcasting about Buffalo sports in 10 years. Like, I'm sorry. Like, and I say that with all love because <laughs> having, like, being on a sports beat for 30 years in the same city, and I'm sure, like, it's just too long. As I said, it's like the coach being there too long, it lo- he loses the room. And I think that dude lost the room a long time ago. And I think he lost the room with himself and how to write and how to, like, you know, right for fans because a lot of times he was looking for an easy argument to win. Like he had a, not to go on a tangent, but he had like a a, a fake character called Rex Carr who was like his typical satire column that he thought was like your typical fan. And I would read this and be like, this fan sounds like a delusional psycho. I'm like, who thinks this way? Like I always like, thought he was real. He's not real. Yeah, he's not real. And like, but like he just he needed to leave this market a long time ago, man. He was just here lo- wait. He was here a long time, and I think he he kind of lost a little bit. As you said, you know, more options popped up, and, like, people, I think, got smarter as to how people, you know, is own it their po- craft and right. Is and, it like, possible to be life. mad at somebody yet still sad for them as well? Because that's kind of where I'm at right now. When I, when I think of Jerry Sullivan, I'm angry with him, and I think he deserves what he's getting, but I'm also sad for him as well. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, you can feel bad, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I, uh, I'm sad I, that it had. I'm sad that again, again, I come back to this. I'm sad that 30 some years of being a, res- being a credible journalist. And then over the last couple of years is could just, well, know, as I said, I was only totally went to shit. Fine. I mean, look, you liked him more prior to this than I did. He was, I was not a fan of his work. There were some things he did okay, but like for the most part, I thought as I went through it. Do you earlier, think I, his statement, real quick here before we get out, do you think his statement, what he said, do you think that was more in the moment? Like you said, maybe uh, he he can't control his emotion. A female tweet got on his nerves and he said what he said. Do you think that's how he really feels? Do you think that at his core, Jerry Sullivan thinks that women are just not knowledgeable? Generally speaking, that women are not knowledgeable in football and they're just all want to be cheerleaders. And by the way, I think when he said cheerleaders, I don't think he meant pom poms, rah rah rah. You know, put on a uniform, be on the sideline. I think he meant that and no matter what on. the Bills are going like on, like on, yes. like just cheering them on. Like we're not, we don't talk negative of this football team, sure. even if it's 2012 and the Bills are four and eleven on the season, going in the you know their final game. Yay, go Bills! I I think when he was saying cheerleader, I don't want to speak for him, but I think that's the kind of what he meant, not like a physical, you know, pom pom with the uniform on, cheerleaders. Doesn't take away from what he said because it's negligent, grossly wrong. 
I'm just saying, do you think that that's how he genuinely feels? Or do you think he got caught up in the moment and got annoyed? I and, think he generally. Because we all say some shit sometimes that we're like in the moment, like you don't mean it. You know what I'm saying? I think he generally hates women Bills fans. I okay. think he I think he he has a disdain towards the fans. And okay. like he and he couldn't handle that. So like if 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 it's that's maybe how I view it. If that's a, if that's the way I That's a it. that's that's reason it's I, I, I think, think it's, it certainly sounds reasonable. And I think that's what he has always that's has been one of his issues and why people didn't like him and he probably didn't like them back cuz he just never he never knew how to talk to a lot of his readers. He talked down to them. He used ridiculous straw man things in terms of pretending like this is what they feel. And it's like, that's not how Bill's Sabres fans feel. That's like a lunatic would think that. And I think that's what it boils down to. He hates Bill's fans. And he hates he used, Twitter, I think. I think he hates Twitter. Oh, and, I know he hates Twitter, which again, I think is part like of he always hates. That, and, and I think this, the one thing, this is what I tweeted when the whole thing was happening, man, was like, it just, his career, the, the guy went from being a columnist you know, the highest, I guess, honor in the newspaper system, like before newspapers kind of started going yeah. downhill, unfortunately. He was covering Super Bowls, sure. Yeah, he went from that to being like on WGR on Mondays and Wednesdays to having his own TV show, the Bucky and Sully show, which was on WBZ and was on the website too. His last media moment was in a fucking basement with drinks, with a, no offense to Manic, but the guy with a fucking championship belt in his hand. And horrible audio. I mean, that's like, I, I it, that feels like Henry Hill going from like he's got he's going through the Copacabana and he's like, hey, that's how, knowing everyone to now he's got egg noodles and ketchup and that's it. Like that's that's how it kind of felt. I, I think when I reflect back on all this, and I am certainly not defending Jerry Sullivan. I, again, I think he's getting this was self inflicted and he deserves it. I just keep coming back to, kind of to your point. Of all the, of all the shows, if you're going to try to explain why, you know, you, people shouldn't hate you right now, why you would choose that show. And again, Trainwreck Sports well, does bring value for certain things. They are a fun outlet. They, they grind. Dude, they show up at a lot of things that I don't see anyone else at. They, they put forth the effort. They tell they do tailgate live reports and stuff like that. But having Jerry Sullivan on 24 hours after he's being lambasted nationally, not even locally, nationally, what was Jerry thinking picking yeah. that show to do instead yeah. of doing the Tim Graham show or going on Joe Biscaglia's podcast or Sal Capaccio? Just don't get it. Okay, well, I'll tell you a few things. One, no one else is going to have him. He doesn't go on WD. I would have had him. Okay, hold on, hold on. Tim would have had him. Bet uh, your money. Yes, Tim would have had him, but like, look, I don't know how good Tim Graham's podcast does. Maybe it does great. I don't know. I mean, I, I, but I'm, he doesn't have many options. He can't go on Channel Four. He's like, he's not on Channel Four TV. He's a, a he's a web writer. Gr won't have him on. They haven't had Jerry Sullivan on in years. There are not many outlets in Buffalo for him to go on to like do this. Where's he? Yeah, he can go on your podcast, but like. You I'm not saying my wreck. show's even better than yeah, but I'm just my saying show's he, different than Trade no Wreck. It's a two different types no of No one was having him on. He's a guy who has been like excommunicated. Even before this, he was a guy that like no one you would see his Twitter and like him being bitter and pissed off about something. He was never on anything else. He would I guarantee you Trade Wreck reach out to him. I guarantee it. I guarantee you Maniac or Al, probably Maniac, reach out to him and say, Jerry, 
You want to come? Yeah, not only did I'm he do sure the show, he showed up and, and did it in their, you know, air quotes, their studio. They, they have a basement that they called, you know, the studio, I think it's Studio D or whatever they call it. They got Jerry to not just do the show, but to come into the basement. I I don't blame them. I blame Jerry but again I'm, for I'm doing the you what other op he did not have were people clamoring for him. This is that's the problem right now. You're you're viewing Jerry Sullivan the way people view Jerry Sullivan in 2012 when he right. was this hot commodity. He's not. That's anymore. fair, but I do He's think not. given, Sorry, given what happened at the Bills game on Sunday with Josh Allen and Josh Allen's response when he said okay and rolled his eyes, pretty much was saying, fuck off, Jerry, you're not gonna get the better of me. But where Next was question. Go? That was Josh. I sure. think there were I think there was a I think there was an audience. I think there were, I know I was. I listened to Trainwreck Sports on Monday because I wanted to hear what Jerry Sullivan had to say he, about what, that. What we did anticipate was that he was going to go off on this tangent and bury himself by, you know, disparaging women. But as I said, he chose to go on there because he didn't have many other options. I am sure if WGR okay. called him or channel or Josh Reed said, "Hey, we're going to have you on in our our panel discussion that we do with like the five, like they have like four or five Sports guys on Sunday, we're gonna have that. Yeah, he would have gone on there, but they weren't clamoring for the guy to come on. I give train my credit too, Joe. Let, let's make sure we do this. They did ask why they asked him why he said what he said. They they asked for an explanation and they read tweets to people. They didn't anticipate Jerry going on a, uh, his tangent about women. What I think Train Wreck did wrong, and again, we've already talked about this, is I think they got shook and a little bit shocked in the moment and didn't know how to react in that moment during live. I don't want to say television during live uh, a live stream. And then I think just putting out a blanket statement and spending at this time several hours and hopefully they're back at it tomorrow and they do a video or a podcast or something to further address it. That's where I think train wrecks to blame. I don't think they're to blame to getting them on the show because they wanted to find out some information. I think fans were interested in knowing. So okay. hey, yeah, whatever I look, I'm just going to, I'll just say this. The last thing I'll say this is I, I do feel like it was always like we go back to like the beat of like, I, I think Jerry Sullivan had a lot of issues. I didn't think it was very, like, for all the things I went over. I do wish that we did have, like, another columnist, a little bit, not as abrasive as him probably in the way that we had on the Bills beat. A little bit more of a, a person with an edge and not not trying to not trying to get the, the, the ratio tweet or pandering to the coaches, to the players. There's not there's too much of that. There's only like a handful, like the Tim Graham, Joe Biscalia people, like those guys, fine, they're good. Even Rock and Warl, I'll give him credit because he's like at least like I don't know, he doesn't he doesn't come across me as too much of a fluff person. They they're just there's just a lot of that right now. And I, I wish I will always say this. I wish when Bucky and Jerry took the bias and they should have or they should have been gone, I think their their message was was just beat into to a plug was a dead horse. I wish they would have tried to find people that were younger, like them kind of in a way that were more hard edged a little bit. And, and like that your typical columnist opinionated person. And I don't think they ever replaced that. And it's, that's where it's like hard for me. Like you, you're hard. Cause you're just like, you feel sad for him and all that. I feel like I feel sad for the way things ended. Yeah, I don't feel I, sad for him necessarily. But I, I'm saying for me, like where I can't articulate is, yeah, I think he's a, he's he's got these issues. He was bad at this, bad at that. But I kind of wish there's like we had like another like a little bit more of a hard pressed journalist who's not there to to integrate with the players or be or be the Bills mafia best friend or whatever. Like, and I think 
that's where everything has lost focus a little bit over the last couple of years and that beat a little bit. The the last thing I'm going to say is I think there are a lot of people in the media, the Buffalo sports media today, who are struggling to figure out if they think what Jerry said about women is representative of who he is as a person, you know, because if he is, if it is, and I feel like they're thinking, and I know like I would, that he's not the person that uh, they thought they were. So I think that might be a struggle. And I also, I could be wrong, but I don't foresee a lot of male people in the media commenting on this. I think they're just going to let things be what they're going to be and move on because again, I'm not a friend of Jerry Sullivan. I would call him an acquaintance. He's done this show several times. I've interviewed him. I've talked to him. We're not buddies. We don't hang out. I've never done a show and had wings or anything like that. So he's more of an acquaintance. Some of these guys are legitimate general or uh, legit friends of his. And it's just how it is, man. If you're, a good enough friend of mine and and you fucked up. I'm, I don't know that I would pile on. I might just say, you know what? He's already getting what he deserves and let it be what it's going to be. I don't know that if this was you who did this for an example, and I know you wouldn't because I know you, but well, some people thought they knew Jerry and maybe they didn't. But if this was you and you did this, I would not talk about it. I would be like, all right, Joe's getting buried. Joe's canceled. Joe's fired. All this shit. I, w- I don't know that I would even say anything. So I, I can't be critical if somebody like a Joe Biscaglia or a Tim Graham and these guys just decide, you know what, fuck it, I'm not saying nothing. And uh, he's already fired. It's done. I'm just going to do my job and move on. Because I don't know if I would do that if, if it were you. you. You already got what you got coming. What am I going to add to it? But I, I think for those, it's a, I think you want to add like, this is unacceptable. Like there needs to be change. You can't be. Yeah. That's what I liked about Matt's tweet. He didn't necessarily attack Jerry. He pretty much said what Jerry said is unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, And like what he did was fine. Like that's, and that's do that. You don't gotta, I don't need a soliloquy of like a 53 thread, like from them, you know, but whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know. Like I said, his career, he's, 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 he's done. Like, yeah, Yeah, he's done. He's, he's done. Not. He's certainly done in this market and his age and, and this point of his career. And it's become a national story. I, I, I think he's done, at least when it comes to sports journalism. I, I, the only thing, I honestly am like saddened. Or, I use that term loosely. It's like he, as I said, he went from, he went from a columnist to like his last broadcast. I think was in a basement. Drinking. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's like, like I said, that was just like, and I'm not, and I know we're doing a podcast. Like we're, we're not in our basement. We're like, like who are we to say anything? Like we're on the right. That's a sweet ass little home. Yeah, studio you got a sweet here, studio. Man. Yeah, I got whatever the fuck. <laughs> books. But like, but yeah, yeah, it just kind of like you I go get from your like point. all it, that. It is. To like it is. That. It, it's symbolic. And, and yeah, I know what you're saying. You're not personally dissing another outlet. You're saying you go from here to a basement at, at, at the end of your career. It is a. Uh, there's definitely some irony in that. All right, man, we've been doing this for an hour and a half. Going to get yeah, out of here. That's too long. I, 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 can't, def- I can't even give you a football take. I'll say, People- well, we'll save it for next Monday because you're going to be on the show. Oh, well, oh, we'll save it next Monday. Okay. Joe yeah. Yurden's going to be on the West Coast. He's going with the Sabres out to We're Vegas. drafting mafia movies. I'm calling it right now because you haven't drafted mafia movies. I want to draft something. I don't give a shit what. I want to draft something. We're drafting <laughs> something. I'm drafting <laughs> right. something. God damn it. All right, guys, make sure you follow Joe curse on Twitter. At Buffalo curse wins. He, curse he's he's going to talk words. right to the very end. You you we're know Joe well enough. Pat, 
we're drafting curse words. Mark it, people. All right, we're going to draft curse words. That'll be on next Tuesday. But before that, casual Friday, I'll have Aaron Quinn on. Talk to you guys in uh, well, two days. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.